Welcome to another episode of Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. And uh, we are back after taking a little break uh, last weekend. Um, you know, like and, we say, and, you know, when, when we really quick, I don't mean to talk over you, but before <laughs> anybody anybody says anything, that was on me. I had a busy weekend last weekend, um, and you know that was we just we. Yeah, you know, as most of you know, Dan and I live a little ways apart, so um, different time zones, stuff like that. It was hard to get uh, get everything going, but um, I would like to say that with everything going on with with men in your life, uh, I am going to be. I know I know some people out there may may feel as though I'm not as committed, and um, I want to reassure everybody that I am, and my commitment is there. Uh, but as Dan was just about to say, life does happen. Life does have. Wait, did somebody question your commitment? No, no. I did just you question. Made, you honestly, question your yes, own commitment. I did. I did. You're a dumb. You're a dumbass. So we're I, gonna move on. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, life life does happen, and I mean, dude, I mean, shit just happens. You know, you had to go take care of stuff at your mother-in-law's, and I ended up going to my parents' house. My parents' uh, longtime family dog passed away, and they had to put him down. Um, and, uh, you know, it was rough for me. So it actually ended up working out because I wasn't really there, uh, to talk about, not, I didn't really want to talk about anything. I just kind of wanted to chill anyway, but it yeah. works. I mean, life happens, dude. You know, like today your, you know, your daughter is a little, uh, under the weather and you didn't she sleep is. at all. So no, not much. You You look great and you look beautiful. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Um, so you must be yeah, so my cameras turn around to the wall is that basically what you're telling me right now um uh-huh. but no and that's uh and that's the thing you know that that's what i think makes lets everybody know this isn't something that we do you know that we're we're not we're not pretending we're not you know we're we're not acting we're we're this is this is our lives this is what we do um and we might not you know, be we might be great um public speakers the lord knows i'm not uh but we sure try yeah yeah and and you know i i was actually in drama growing up um i mm. I, I actually really enjoy speaking in front of people that, that explains a lot it does doesn't it um but you have this like you have this like tony robbins presence oh thank you honestly thank you no i mean I, <laughs> I could definitely, I mean, I could get down with that. I actually watched yeah. a couple of a uh, couple of his. They they just popped up on my newsfeed because I watch a lot of stuff on on Facebook that you know, it's it's not the news. You know, the news nowadays is you know if it, it, bad news sells, and so I watch a lot of the inspirational videos. I'm not ashamed of it, you know. And and oh, yeah. you know, some of these things they make me make me tear up a little bit. And Tony Robbins was was one of those people that I mean, I didn't matter who he was talking to he could you could connect with him and you know i i knew i remember you know back in the day when you know we would there would be people talking about tony robbins and people would roll their eyes and stuff like that and i was one of them i was right but i never hear him speak yeah exactly you actually listen and it's yeah no so thank you (laughs) you're just like you're like is this the voice of god yes yes exactly damn near close and he talks a lot like a lot like our conversations, Dan. He's he talks down to earth. He makes he makes it make sense to the common man. Yeah. And I mean, it also doesn't help that um, you I, I think that's your doppelganger. 
I mean, we're both large individuals. We uh, start about here, the money maker. Hey, really? You think so? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think you're very. You could be Tony Robbins for Halloween if you wanted to be. Oh, nice. I, yeah, that I, would actually be Halloween. that'd be pretty good. Right? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. What's, what, what's my lovely wife going to be then? I don't know. Isn't she all into that? Like, she's into like Disney, and isn't she in like, uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride and all that stuff? Oh yeah, no, we've talked about going as Jack Skellington and and uh, <laughs> what's her name? What's I can't remember. Okay. I, I've actually I've actually never sat down and watched the whole Nightmare Before Christmas. Not because I'm I'm not interested in it, just because I've never really had the opportunity. Neither have I. But dude, yeah. I grew up. I grew. I think I can remember like two Disney movies that I grew up watching: um, Lion King and Jungle Book. Uh, a lot of it was uh, some Land Before Time, and also we had one TV and a satellite dish. Okay, so dating ourselves here, uh, we had a satellite dish, uh, and it had Sports Center and ESPN on twenty four seven. There lies my sports obsession. There so. we go. That explains just like my Anna. drama explains. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that explains a lot. Um, but uh, so, Dan, uh, why don't we why don't we start off with uh, with how your week was? It's usually you firing it at me, so I'm gonna fire it at you first. Oh, fire away, big boy. Um, do actually, you know, the week was okay. Uh, boss man's traveling, so obviously stuff falls on me. Um, you know, it is it is what it is. It's it's kind of like a broken record. Nothing changed. Actually, Dan. Um, Dan, um, you you cut out there for a second. You froze for a minute. Why don't you? Uh, How about now? Yeah, you're good now. But now just as soon as you started, uh, yeah, just as soon as you started talking, it was, it was like, no, nah, I don't feel like listening to this crap. And, and yeah. <laughs> um, so just uh, FYI, nobody buy a damn Chromebook. This was the dumbest investment I ever made in my life. <laughs> um, so basically to answer your question, work is work. Boss man traveled. Um, everything falls on me when the boss man leaves. And, uh, you know, he travels for work. He's a regional manager of operations. And um, that is my dog click clacking in the background. If you guys hear that, I apologize. Um, and when he travels, you know, the, the just work falls on me and it's same old broken record. Like nothing's changed and nothing's going to change. And I've just learned to accept that. And basically this is a run out the clock situation until I find something else. But there's, you know, well, I have to, I have to wait. I have to wait until the baby comes because if I leave now, then I won't get time off and I won't get um, FMLA. So, and in Virginia, you get guaranteed 12 weeks of FMLA. Now it's not paid, but it's 12 weeks, but you have to work at least like a year to do it. So if I leave now, then I'm going to kind of like shoot myself in the foot. So I'm kind of just running the clock out here, which is fine. I can, I can deal with it for four months. Well, and, and you know what, there's, I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of men out there that, that go through the same thing, you know, every day they go to work and they go to work and go to work at a place that, you know, they're not genuinely happy at anymore. You know, why don't you, uh, why don't you touch a little bit on, you know, how's, I mean, not to sound like, not to sound cheesy or something, you know, what, how's that make you feel when you got to get up? I mean, if we're, okay, if we're, if we're being completely honest, which is what we do here, um, yeah. and not not joking, when my alarm goes off, I literally trying to find ways to not go to work. Um, it's only because it's because you know it's just 
like I said, it's like a broken record. Nothing changes. Um, you go to the same damn job that doesn't appreciate people. You go to the same damn job that finds way to not uh, appropriately pay their employees. And you work at the same job where they cut corners. And, it, you know, it, it's not necessarily the what we do at the depot that we work at where we cut corners. I'm talking about the corporate bullshit of everything. Um, now, my boss has stood up for me a few times and has been able to get me a raise. Not much. Um, like the new guy that got hired, we hired him at a higher rate at $19 an hour. And under that um, under that suspicion of him getting $19 an hour, I was supposed to be getting a higher pay rate, which did not happen. Um, they gave me like a two and a half to 3% raise, which was, which is not, I mean, a raise is a raise, right? But that's what you get at the end of the year, every year after you do your review. So when I looked down at it and I broke down the money, I made like a dollar and 25 cents more than this guy does now. And I've been here for five years. Now I'm not upset that he makes that $19 an hour. I was the one that signed off on it because they wanted to pay people 15, $16 an hour to work that job. That's what they were paying when I started five years ago. That's not how that shit works. Times are changing. Businesses are paying more. We need to fix that shit. So that was the, that was the idea behind it. Um, but like it's, dude, it's aggravating. It's so goddamn annoying to know that you just put all of your effort into shit day in and day out. You come in late, uh, early, you stay late, you do double time work. You're always doing extra shit. You're learning shit on the front on the fly. You're, you know, doing two people's jobs and you don't get, you know, there's nothing in return. Now, this is not like a, a poor me, you know, everybody fucking cry for me or anything. It's just, you get to a point where you're just kind of like, screw it. Like, I just, I'm not going to give you the extra time anymore. Like if I give you the respect, you need to give, like, we need to get some respect back. And unless that happens, we're not, we're not, I'm not doing all this extra stuff for you anymore. At some point there's a line that it's got to get drawn. Sure. And that's, you know, and, and I think that I feel like that's more, more common than people think it is. I mean, and, and you know what, it's not as constant for me. Um, and honestly, like I never, I never get up in the morning and I'm like, gosh, oh, you know, I'm, I, how, do, how the hell do I not go to work? Because I do love my job. Um, but, you know, lately there has been some fr some frustrations. I mean, there obviously I, I'm very, very limited in what I can say about my job be because of the nature of my job. Um, but, you know, there's there's some movement going on and stuff like that. And we're adding another shift. And, and you know, so we're hiring a lead for the second shift. And there's a reason that, you know, he didn't even ask me if I wanted to do the lead for the second shift because hell wants to work second shift. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would never, and he knows I wouldn't take it and he knows all that stuff, but they, you know, it's a little disheartening after, I mean, we've been there for almost a year, um, which, you know, I don't, I know doesn't sound like much, but we started this division for the company I work for um, almost a year ago. I mean, like I was there day one. And, um, right. so, so it's just one of those things that, um, and then uh, also Washington state has implemented as of January 1st, a new long-term care, uh, tax. Um, like you have to have long-term care to a certain degree. Otherwise you pay a penalty. Would you and, like health? You talking about like health insurance? Yes. Like, uh, and the state will provide it, but there's a catch. The VA is not um, exempt from it, which is crap. Um, and uh, if you leave Washington, 
it's gone. All that money is gone that you put in, and you can't drop it. Wow. So, like, basically, it's just Washington trying to get as much money from you as possible, which is pretty standard here in the state. So it's funny because my boss and I, uh, my big big boss, we actually had the COO, not him, but um, my my boss uh, and I were talking um, just the other day, and they're looking to open up another division here, and um, they want us to become the company that we contract through, uh, that we have a contract with, I should say. Uh, wants us to expand over throughout the country um, with them. They are uh, multinational companies, and they also want us to go global, but that has nothing to do with us um, as a division. Um, and I, I flat told them just the other day, I was like, well, you know, if they open a new division and the job comes up, uh, I may apply for it. I just want you to know that. Well, there you uh, go. Because, All right. because, because, you know, I, it's one of those things that, that you know I, and i told him my frustrations i'm like you know we're hiring a lead on that makes more than me and i've been here for a year being being told you know over and over again yeah you're going to move up and i understand i get that it's big wheels and they need to turn and it takes a while for them to turn but at the same time um you know it does get a little frustrating sometimes especially come the holiday season uh, when you're trying to make ends meet and there's there's supply chain issues and I'm not just talking about the kids toys out there, but, you know, there's supply chain issues with what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So that I, and, and like you said, you know, just like you, I do the job of, of you know, three people um, at where I work and it's it, every and I even told my bosses and, 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 you know, roll your, you know, he didn't roll his eyes, but, you know, roll your eyes as much as you want every now and then just to, hey, man, I, I see you. I, I see what you're doing and, you know, I appreciate it. I mean, even just something simple as that, it's, I mean, it's gotten to the point where, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about this, you know, once we get into the meat, which we kind of are, but um, once we get into the meat of the conversation today, but, um, you know, men have been basically programmed. That's, that's expected of us. That's that I mean, period. Yeah. And, you know, you, the mindset that I have with with my job, and you, you know, I think ever since you and I have become friends, I've expressed uh, the the dissa- dis- dissatisfaction that I've had with shit going on at work. And I think if you scroll back to the beginning of how those conversations go, you can see it kind of get worse and worse and worse and worse yes. and worse and you like you said you may not have the same like feelings now because you actually enjoy where you work and you know and you know your boss even told you that you know when he's out you're the guy to take over kind of like mine did but the problem is <laughs> difference with that is you want that position you got to be a psycho to take that position at my job <laughs> because of the amount of stress that comes with it and i mean you don't get paid well like you really don't and um you know and i like when i my boss took that the promotion, quote unquote, to become the assistant regional manager, he was explaining to me what everything was going to happen. And I even looked at him and I said, dude, I, I was like, you're basically having to be a facility manager and a regional manager, and you're only going to get paid half the salary. And I told him, like, man, not every promotion is a good promotion. I'm like, yeah, you want to boost your resume, but just because you take a job to boost a resume doesn't mean it's always going to work out for you. Because when they come back and ask you about that job and you leave, 
you're going to either have to lie to them about how well it was, or you're going to be honest about it. And they may not like that, which it is or there. Cause maybe, you know, sometimes businesses don't want you to shit on your previous employers. Right. Cause well, then you don't want, you, you don't want to burn any bridges. Don't. Right. Yeah. And then, but you, you know, back to the, back to my point, the job that you had prior to this, you and I were basically in the same mental mindset was, you know, we hated it. There was no appreciation. There's no respect. We were asked to do a lot of stuff, not compensated for it. And you kind of, you can't say anything about it because you have to suck it up and just do it because you have people that count on you. But the problem with that is, is if you were to put all that shit like in a box, right? At some point, the box is going to fill up. And unless you start taking some of that stuff out and dealing with it, the box is going to just start overflowing. And once you start overflowing all of the shit and all that stuff starts compounding, now you're pulling it. You're grasping at problems that happened 15 years ago because you're upset about something and you take it out on somebody else for no reason whatsoever because they had nothing to do with it. All because you, you know, we're just we're just meant to just suck it up and f and deal with it. Well, and that's and that that goes to another point of that. You know, like I said, as men, we're pre-programmed. This is what we do. This we take we take care of shit. And this is and you know, those of you out there that may be rolling your eyes that you know are like, oh, that's not the world today. It's it is. It still is that way today, whether you want it to be or not. The fact of the matter is, is as as a man, there's there is a lot put on our plate. And just like you said, you know, I mean, we'll take your analogy. You know, there's a box and it keeps filling and filling over the years and eventually it boils over. And then society as a whole looks at us and says, well, what the hell is wrong with him? Right. Nothing. Well, nothing's wrong with me. You no. just you just fucking <laughs> drove me to the edge and now I'm snapping like there's exactly. nothing wrong and, with me. This is just years of frustration. And I've been blessed, you know, uh, Dan, and I'll tell you flat out, I've been blessed to get you as a friend because, you know, you you have brought this, some of this out on me. And, you know, this this podcast, this does wonders for me to get this stuff out, to be able to say these things, to be able to get it out and be and say, you know, I am I am I do feel sometimes slightly underappreciated at work or, you know, um, I, I can't say with with, you know, and. Same way with you. I can't say with certainty at home, I am not underappreciated. I can say my home life is pretty damn good. Um, you know, we have our issues and, and, you know, just like any other, any, any two human beings you put in an enclosed area before together. But, you know, when it comes down to it, and, and that's something that I want to point out is that I'm lucky in that aspect. But a lot of people don't understand that when, you know, when your significant other, when the man in, when, when when the man in the relationship or the person taking care of, you know, most things, because I'm sorry, relationships are not 50 50. It drives me nuts when I hear people say, you know, oh, you know, this is a 50 50. This is a two way street. No, it's not. There's always, always, always going to be, you know, one person carrying more of the load than the other. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. That's part of that's part of your relationship. That's especially in a, in a relationship that, you know, the romantic relationship, you know, there's always going to be somebody carrying more load than the other. And that fluctuates. That changes. You know, I may carry more than my wife every now and then, but she carries more than me every now and then. And that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's a partnership. And right. but but people need to understand something that. As a society, we have we have ingrained in our men to suck it up, go forward, move forward, 
And then everybody looks at us sideways when we explode. Well, yeah. why don't we be a little more sensitive to that? Why don't why can't we as a society look at look at somebody look at a man that's you know that's doubled over in tears because you know the cost of this job went up so so he's not going to make as much money to you Matt, that might be something minor to him that was the last straw yeah to him that's make or break of whether he pays for a mortgage or groceries or you know whatever exactly. it may be and you know I'm gonna. So this is going to be rare, but I'm actually going to disagree with you on something. Shocker, okay. right? Um, but one of those three parts was you you said it perfectly. It was human being. It's not man. It's not woman. It's a human being. These are human effing reactions to stress, sure. to aggression, to sadness, to whatever it is. When you blow up or you shut down, these are human being reactions, Right. So when we start tagging people with titles and expectations, you remove the human aspect from it. And then the other part was you you said, you know, relationships are 50 50. Here's where I disagree with that. I think it's about the perspective and the mindset of how you look at it. If you look at it and you say this relationship is 50 50, this use this as an example. OK, um, you go to work every day, you yeah. pay bills, you pay mortgages, you do you you cover all of the expenses. Right. And then you come home and, and say you don't have kids right now. OK, Say so you come home and your your wife, uh, you expect her to do the cleaning, expect her to do the cooking, expect her to do the laundry. OK, that's not really it's split down the middle, but that's not 50 50. That is a uh, that is like an uh, an alpha beta mindset. I'm doing this, so you have to do this stuff. That's not really 50-50. Though you say it's split, it's not 50-50. 50-50 to me is if we do 10% of, you know, of one thing, one thing, one thing, and one thing, and your wife does 10% of the other thing, other thing, other thing, it doesn't matter what you guys do as long as it equals the same, right? So what I'm getting at is if you go to work every day, your wife stays home, takes care of the kids, right? 10 and 10. You come home. We're not necessarily saying that we expect our wives to cook us dinner all the time. They're going to do it if they want to. They're going to do it if they, when the, you know, out of love, right? They do it because they want to, but it's not going to be like that every time. Sometimes we come home, they could have been with the kids all day cleaning. They're tired just like we are. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Now it's our turn to take the slack off of them. So now it's 10 and 10. You get what I'm saying? Like it can be 50-50, yeah. but it depends on how you weigh it out and look at it. And I Does that can, make sense? And, and yeah, no, and I and I can definitely make sense to that. I mean, I, I I of course, and this is what we do in this podcast. You know, I will stick by stick by what I said, and I do understand right, what you right. uh, what what you mean. And I think you and I are kind of going this to this getting to the same end game, just go, walking a different path with with, with that. I, right. I think it, it it doesn't really matter what the percentages are, as if you're at the end of the day, you have now you have been able to equal yourself back out again. You know, like if you pick yeah. up the slack for most of the day and then at the end of the night, that balance kind of comes back again. So it really doesn't need to be 50 50 all the time. It's if you got to take on 90 percent of the day, so be it. But guess what? Tomorrow she might take 90 percent of the day and now you're balancing yeah. back out. You know, uh, yeah. and, and it, it does it does drive me nuts every now and then because, you know, my my wonderful wife, she she takes as as I have said before. And I will continue to say it, and I will say it in every episode, given the opportunity. She takes amazing care of the kids, and she takes amazing care of me, and she takes amazing care of the house, apartment. Um, and, you know, she does want to cook for me every day that I'm at work. 
She does. I usually cook on the weekends. She wants to cook for me during the week because I I work and I go and I take as she says it. I take such good care of us that that you know you, you, I, I I'm and but it does drive me a little nuts sometimes because when she does have those days that I mean she's exhausted and she doesn't feel like it. She apologizes. You don't need to apologize. Yeah. Why are you apologizing? And and that's you're and, human. And, you're being human. And that's something. And that's something that you know. The, on the flip side, like I said, you know, as you said, these are human traits. And you know, as I as I was saying, you know, this is what we as men deal with. This that's a lot of times, you know, especially with a generation that was raised by an older generation. Like her, or she learned a lot of things from from her grandmother. Um, that you know, you take care of the man and the family and all that stuff, and you know. I get that, but at the same time, you know, that's she feels like she's falling short, and and that's what that's why an she's unre- an, unre- an unrealistic expectation. It is, it is, and you she know, knows that, and she knows that about me. She knows I don't expect that, and she knows I have right. no problem coming home after after work and but see, you know, that, stop, that's the stopping thing. by the store and going and coming home and and cooking dinner, and I got no problems with that. But she still right. apologizes for it because she feels like she's putting me out. But you you said the key word though is that expectation you don't expect it and I think no. what what and like you said raised by an older generation I grew up with my mom stayed home my dad went to work now my dad he had to go to work every day he had a business of his own he did hardwood floors he's been very successful with it so he don't work he don't get paid that's basically how it was everything sure. that we grew up with my father earned on you know blood sweat and tears and I'm very I'm very grateful of that. So it took me a long time to realize that, you know, he couldn't be there in certain aspects because he had to be a certain way to make sure that he got his own shit done. Right. And, you know, that's a whole different thing. But you you grow up as a kid and you see your father, your mother, and you see the way they interact. Right. Well, my dad would come home. He would expect my mom to make dinner. He would expect her to clean. He would expect her to do laundry. You know, he didn't cook. He didn't really clean. He didn't do laundry. He didn't do any of that stuff. In fact, and, he, and I, these he, were expectations, right? And you know, but I think it started that way because they they when they got married, they lived at her dad's basement basically, and he worked all the time. And then he built that that foundation from the ground up, literally from the ground up of, of that marriage and, and the house and everything that, you know, it, it, they progress. Right. So I think the expectation was put on early. And of course, I don't know that growing up. I don't know all this stuff until I get older, until sure. you start learning everything. Right. But you sit back and even now, you know, when I was in my twenties and I was seeing this stuff and I'm like, that's not right. Like you, like, I get it. Like you work hard and shit too. Like we all do, but don't don't be like that, you know, because one day you're going to come home. And she ain't going to be here like but, <laughs> you're going to be making you're going to be making max and noodles on your own, man. But let me say one thing about that is, is you know, I, and I completely agree with what with what you said. Um, it's it's an outdated uh, uh, family philosophy. Uh, philosophy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I completely agree with that. However, I will say that if you do have somebody that, you know, tries and tries, and I, and like I said, I am lucky enough to have somebody that tries and does those things for me. One of the main things you can do is do not forget to appreciate it. 
Exactly. I mean, just like we were saying with our jobs, with our jobs earlier, you know, a little appreciation goes a long way with with our jobs. But let's not forget about that appreciation in our personal lives as well. I mean, it, yeah, it don't it it does become an expectation. That's human nature. I mean, it, it it does. You know, you start to get frustrated if you know the house isn't as clean as 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 it used to get. Um, but you know, don't don't forget that you know that appreciation that will go a long way. I mean, I tell, I tell my wife all the time, thank you. You know, I tell her, you know, and and she'll be like, well, you worked all day. Well, so did you, you had, you had the kids all day. I mean, that's, you know, it, it's, it's a one job. of those things. It's a full-time job. Being oh, a parent. God. Yes, it is a full-time job. And, and, you know, have fun with that dude, because that's, <laughs> it, and, and let me tell you something. It's the best job in the world. It is. It, it is. Yeah. It it will bring out every possible emotion and some emotions you've never you've never freaking dealt with. So get your shit together because get your shit dealt with because you're in for a world of fucking everything. You're in for a uh, whole different pain, world. love, a whole exactly, new roller exactly. coaster. It, it it is and 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 let me tell you something. No matter how you feel, it'll be all worth it. It will. Right. But don't but don't forget about the appreciate appreciation and especially when you have kids. Don't forget to show the appreciation to your significant other in front of your kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this this actually probably is like a perfect spot to take a break and come back. Sure, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, absolutely. Right? We'll, All we'll right, so we'll be right back. This is Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. Welcome back. This is Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. Um, you know, we had something set up to talk about today, and it is, as we always do, never goes to plan. But the conversation we're actually having right now, I feel, is phenomenal. Um, we're, you know, where we left off talking about just appreciation, um, you know, I want to do a shout out to my wife real quick. You know, I, I was working in the yard since 8:30 this morning and she went out to do uh, like a yard sale, did some grocery shopping and came back. And, um, my wife knows the love that I have for Turkey club sandwiches. And she also knows the love that I have for pinwheels, which is just, you know, a, a wrap cut into little slices. Right. But I yeah. love pinwheels. I don't know why they just taste fantastic. So, you know, my wife was like, you know, I know you've been working hard and she brings me, um, she brought me, she brought me a drink. She brought me, you know, food and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, like, like it's such a good feeling, you know, like, especially when, if you are in your mind and you feel like absolute, just complete crap and you are not okay up here, like upstairs, that is such a, like, just like shot in the ass. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is, and this is something that you know we and and Dan honestly you and I were we're blessed in that in, in that aspect because we do have we do have somebody to do those things and to do the those things for and and to do those things for us um and and you know that's uh, we we can't we can't forget to address the time I mean I remember being alone I do um, I was never a single dad. Um, shout out to all those single dads, you know, making it work. Uh, that's the, I mean, that is and single mothers for that matter. Um, you know, to all those single parents out there making it work and and doing what needs to be done to, to provide for, for you and, and mostly provide for your child because, 
I mean, I know quite a few single parents and that is their focus. That is their drive. That is, that is what they do. Why are you doing this? Oh, for my kid. Not, not once have I ever heard a single parent say, Oh, I'm doing this for me. That's, right. that's just not, that's just not something that, that does. So, I mean, and you mentioned it during the break, and, and I think this is this is a good time that, you know, as blessed as you and I are to have found our better halves, because let's just be honest, they are our better halves. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. But as blessed as you and I are to have found that, you know, let's let, let let's let as much as we can being in the position that we that we are in. As much as we can, let's let's give a shout out to all those single parents. I mean, any not even just single parents, all those people out there that feel alone. You're not right. And this was supposed to be our wrap up of our series on voids. And I think now is a good time where we can say that this ties in because the one thing that we didn't bring up during voids, which I think was the obvious elephant in the room, was loneliness. And being alone and that you like, I, I'm not a parent yet. You know, my wife is pregnant four months until my girl gets here, but I'm not a parent yet. <laughs> right. I mean, in my mind, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in my mind, I, that, that switch is, is turning. Right. So in my mind, I'm start that is starting to rotate now into like the pre fatherhood going into fatherhood type type mentality. And you having two children, um, I I don't know very many people. Maybe one person who is a single father who is my coworker. Um, you know people that are single parent, single father, single mother. Um, specifically on the, you know, let's generalize this here because you know we do talk about mental health, but it is generally about men's mental health. So let's let's stay on that. What do you think or you have been told or learned about the mentality and the mental, uh, you know, the mental mindset of a single parent? I mean, the, there are I know I know some single parents that are amazing. And, you know, I do know some single parents that fall short. And I also do know some single parents that, you know, um, let's just say they're they're not the best role model for their children now let's let's take that one one step at a time you know those great single parents like i said their motivation is is their child i mean that's period that's everything everything they could possibly do in life is for that child you know they've i mean for lack of a better phrase because this is this isn't you know the phrase i would like to use but for lack of a better phrase um they've put their life on hold to make sure their child has the life that they deserve and that they want them to have. Um, now when, when, um, and then there are those parents that those single parents that, um, fall a little short, you know, I've noticed that the single parents that fall a little short, they have the hardest time, um, with, they, they have the hardest time with, with compartmentalizing, like they come down on themselves harder than any human being I've ever seen. Um, right. If, if they fall short on, on something, then, you know, they're, they're beating themselves to a bloody pulp just because 
you know, they couldn't get, you know, their child the present they wanted for their birthday. No matter how hard they work, it's not like they, it's not like they, they, they decided, you know, oh, I'm, they don't need this. They really wanted them to have it, but, you know, their power bill was a little higher this month. So they couldn't do it. But right. they still, but but they don't see it that way. They see it as failing as a single parent. Um, and then there are those single parents that honestly are a little, um, are, are are a little uh, lacking in that. And I can't say that I blame them too much for for that. Just because I'm uh, a lot of times they have they have a really they have a lot of outside stressors that mm-hmm. are extremely hard to deal with and still be that good parent. You know, they're, they're struggling and it's not just falling short. They're, they're, it, it is falling short, but they're falling short more and more and more. And then those people are the ones that I feel like they, they feel alone even stuck. Right. Just and, stuck. Yeah. You know, it, you as a man, um, you know, we we have been in that that a position where uh, I'm sure you in like well, I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, I've felt like a failure of a man. And um, some of these parents like single dads, which we'll stay on this topic here with single dads they struggle being a parent because they feel like they've failed. They have failed as uh, they feel like they failed as a husband or they feel like they failed as a friend and a son. They just feel like they felt like they failed as a man. So then you compound that on as now you feel like you're failing as a father, even though you're trying everything you fucking can for your kid, right? You're trying to do everything you can to make your kid happy, but you're, you're just missing the mark. You know, you just can't get to where you want to be. And, you start feeling like a failure and then it compounds into now you are struggling with being a father and you're not able to take care of certain things. So sometimes it's not necessarily that they're being a bad parent. It's mentally there's something that's stopping them from fulfilling the role that they're, that they need to fill, which is being a father. Right. But I think sometimes it's an unfair it's an unfair tag to look at somebody and look at them and like their, their situation and say, Oh, you're, you're a terrible parent. And sometimes, sometimes people are just terrible parents. Right. But there are people out there who are not, they're not terrible parents. They're just struggling being a parent because they have so much stuff going on. And, you know, a lot of people will just say, Oh, you just suck it up. It's your kid. You got to deal with it. It's not that easy. You know, the people who say yeah. just suck it up, people who say just suck it up and deal with it. It's your kid. You got to figure out a way to do it. Those are the people who have never had help in their life. Those are people that, you know, they have been pushed off. They've been burned. They've had bridges burned. They've had people lot, you know, give up on them, all that stuff. These are people who are so far just, just charred, yeah. jaded, charred, you know, not, and, and it's just, that's their mentality. And, you know, so be it, whatever. But, when we go back to that whole box thing, at some point that shit's going to blow up. And I just pray that you don't blow up on your kid. You don't blow up on your child's mom because one way or another, that shit still has a mom. You know, it still has, you know, there's still other people in that child's life and you still have to do what's best for that child at the end of the day. And we and need to just, be, 
Go ahead. It's go not ahead, go just, ahead. And I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to don't mean to interrupt, but it's not no, just, fine. you know, it's not just, you know, they all, they have a mom. They they, you know, that that, you know, you whatever happened between you and the mom, whatever. But also on the flip side of that, you also have to understand, um, like in my situation, like I said, technically my son is, I mean, especially now, officially, um, now that we're married, my son is my stepson. Right. Now he'll never, he'll never be, you know, I try to, I mean, I, I fall short every now and then, I mean, I'm human, but, um, he, he's nothing, but I never describe him as anything but my son. And let's not forget that, you know, they're his dad, you know, his, his, his dad is, is in his life and he does what he can. And, you know, that kind of transitions into something, something else that I wanted to add to what you were saying is let's not forget that, you know, um, we're not just talking about the dads that, you know, not to, not to put too fine of a point on it. We're not just talking about the dads that have custody of their children. We're talking about those, those dads that are, you know, that also feel like they fall short as a dad because they only have their kids every other weekend or every weekend, or, you know, I'm only, I'm only able to have them for a month a year or whatever the situation may be. You know, it's, I can't imagine. I truly can't. Like I'm talking straight out of my ass right now because I have never experienced it. And I can only look for me outside in when it comes to my friends that, um, or the, or even acquaintances that I know that are in this situation, but I can't imagine being told when I can and cannot see my children. That's gotta be one of the hardest things to deal with. And, and you know what I've had, I've heard, I haven't had people, but I have heard people have told friends of mine that are, you know, weekend dads. Well, you're not a single parent. No, you are a single parent. Don't let anybody ever, ever tell you, no, you're not a single parent just because your, your, your time with your children has been limited by the courts or by, you know, the mother of your child. That's not, that's not a thing. You're a single, you're a single father too. And don't let anybody ever take that away from you because you're doing what you need to do. And that's what that, and and I feel like that's something that needs to be said. We're not just talking about those those dads that have their children full time. We're also talking to talking to you dads out there that, you know, for whatever the case is. Which let's be honest, when something happens in a relationship with a child, you know, being a being a trying to be a father to that child, according to the court, you are basically reduced to your income and, you know, a very limited amount of time that you're allowed to spend with your children. And I can't imagine it. All of you out there making that work, including my son's dad, all of you out there making that work props to you because I can't imagine. I can't. And, you know, let's not, let's not stop there. What about, um, what about the fathers who have to explain to their child why their mother is not in the picture? Let's, you know, let's talk about the mom explaining to their son why dad is not in the picture. And it may be something, you know, there's all kinds of things that happen. But think about the dad who maybe had a drug problem, lost some of his rights, have worked to get his rights back, have worked to clean his life up. But there's always that thing that 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 fucking mark on your on your past the mark on your resume of being a father that it's going to hold you back and you do everything you mm-hmm. can to try to get past that you know 
and that's why that's why I asked you, you know, the the mental capacity that some of these people have to you know have is fucking a unbelievable and it is stuff that i would hope that i would never have to deal with but and i can't i can't speak for these people that go through this stuff you know i can see this stuff on social media you know i see this stuff where it'll be a dad just sitting at a table drinking a beer just going i don't know if i can do it anymore like you know my ex-wife makes it absolutely impossible for me to succeed as a father and i have done absolutely everything that i possibly can and I don't know what else I can do because no matter what I do is not good enough. I don't know that yeah. mindset. I don't know that no. mindset, you know, but and what I do know, what I do know is that whatever demons you're dealing with that day, you and I have fought demons once before. I've fought my own, you're fighting your own, and it may not be the same, and not every battle is the same, but we can still go to war together. So if you are battling through something, just because I don't understand what you're going through, I can learn. I, you can bounce things off of me because guess what? You've got demons. I got fucking demons. You know, you got a pass. I got a pass. And I think if, if people just understand that we don't have to have the same trauma to come together as a brotherhood to, to get through some of this stuff. You know, we don't have to have the same trauma to progress forward. We can still go to war together. We can progress together, fighting our own separate battles, but fighting together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and and as anybody that's listened to this podcast um, for, from the get, uh, Dan, you and I have, have experienced two very different lives. We have. But but you but you and I, we've we made that conscious decision. Uh, especially through this podcast and, and even before this podcast, when we would open up to each other, you know, all the, all the, the great conversations that you and I had, um, we, we made that, that silent commitment to each other to move forward together, to move forward as a brotherhood. And that's what, and that's kind of what brought this podcast about is that, you know, we want to expand this brotherhood, you know, you're not alone. You're not, yeah, you know what, I may not have, just like you said, I may not have experienced exactly what you're going through, but I'm here, you know, I'm ready to do battle, and I'm ready to do battle with right next to you, let's let's do this together. There may be times, and I mean, I'm human, there may be times where, where it's going to be harder for me as a human being, because, you know, I do have my own things in life, and it's it's tough, it is, it's tough to have a good balance. Of, of being the human being that I want to be, that I want to be for other people and being the human being that I need to be for myself as well. But, you know, go ahead and finish. But the whole thing is, is um, as, as, as two, as two brothers in this and all you men out there, that's, that's something that I think that we all need to get back to is we are a brotherhood. You know, we have we come from different backgrounds. We've dealt with different things. We fought different demons. We've we've gone to hell and back, and we faced the devil. But, and they've all been in different situations. But we've all done it. We've all had to do it. We've all had to face this down. So why don't we? Why can't we just come together instead of pointing out each other's faults, pointing out each other's you know, you know shortcomings, and you know you're you you're this or you're that or you've only, you don't know what I'm talking about because you've never dealt with it. Well, 
instead of focusing on what you may think is a negative, why don't we look at each other and say, brother, I'm here. Damn. Damn. I'm sorry. I'll I get mean, off my no, soapbox. No, listen. That's, that's no, because, fact. because listen, I, and then, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hop on one here. All right. And you, you brought it up. It's, and, and I mentioned this before in a, in a previous podcast. It's that old phrase, iron sharpens iron, right? Right. Iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. Okay. And for us to progress, if we want to progress, we need to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen every single, you know, it's not going to just happen when you wake up in the morning. But, but every step that you take forward is progress from the person that you used to be, whatever it is that you're going through. Any f- step forward is progress from the person that you use, that you used to be. And I said this one be- once before is that sometimes we have to get used to quitting. You got to get used to quitting certain things in your life. If there is something that is holding you back, fucking quit it. All right. Just cut that shit out. It may not be that easy, but sometimes we just have to fucking do those things so we can move forward. If you got chains holding you back, we need to find a way to to break those chains off of that. Whatever is holding you back. If you got, you know, you imagine if you're clipped to like four or five chains and it is anchored down into the asphalt and you can pull and run as much as you want, but it's not going anywhere, right? So imagine the chains, imagine the chains being your past and you are running forward and you just can't get away from it, right? Because when you run from something, when you run from stuff, right, whatever it is, whether you're playing sports or something, there's always something chasing you, right? You know, imagine, you know, a sports sports analogy. Wow, here we go. Uh, running back is running. You got motherfuckers chasing you down the field, right? You are running. So think about this. If you are running from your past, okay, what is going to follow you? What is chasing you? Your past. Your past is going to chase you. So you can run as far as you want, but you're not going to outrun your past. You just can't. Right. So instead of just outrunning everything, let's turn around and fucking run towards it. Let's fucking battle that shit head on. Let's fucking start taking little things out one at a time. And that's where we come back to. We can battle together because that's what it is. When you go to war, you're not just you're not just, you know, just running fucking banshee and in like a barbarian, just fucking throwing punches. Right. You strategically take out little pieces of what you who you're fighting. Right. So if you run towards certain things and you run towards it with the right people or you run towards it with the right mindset, you can start taking away certain things that are holding you back. So the chains start breaking. One chain breaks. The other chain breaks. And then suddenly, guess what? You're free. You are broken free and you are now progressing forward. All right. And let's not forget, though, you know, you know, the, and you, don't forget those chains are still there. Right. Don't forget. Yeah. You, you know, as you said, and very eloquently, I might add that, you know, you can't outrun your past. You can't. Your past is your past. It's part of you. Um, and I can, t- I, and I've, I've mentioned this before, you know, it took a long time for me to change my mindset and, and be the positive person that I try to be. Um, and I do mean try because yes, I'm a very positive person, but it's still a daily effort. Um, one of those things is I am just like you said, I embraced my past. I am who I am because of my past and I am proud of who I've become. Now it, that, as you said, it didn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight, but it, but you know, and I mean, Dan, I gotta say that the chain analogy is so appropriate because you know, ninety nine percent of the things that we feel like hold hold us back have something to do with our past, a, a chain that is tied to the ground, 
bolted there, sunk in the asphalt. We can't get away from it. But you can. You can't. People say, don't let your past mold you. I, I have to say, I don't 100% disagree, but I do, dis- I do disagree with that because your past does mold you. But it's up but to you whether it's up to you whether it molds you in a positive way or a negative way. But there's a difference between the past molding, you know, who you are becoming and the past determining who you are. Right? Like I'm not yes. me because my past is telling me that I am who I am today. I'm me because I've evolved from what happened in my past. Because I I've made the demons. you've gone right. to war. And at some point when you grow up, you know, when you start getting older, You kind of like you face this road and the road splits. All right. And on one side, it's it's the man that you're becoming. And on the other side, it's the man that you desire to be. And you need to make that conscious effort between are you okay with the man that you're becoming or do you want to become the man that you desire to be? And a lot of that shit comes from the things that you don't have or didn't have growing up. You know, not everybody had trauma in their life. Not everybody grew up with, you know, bad families. Some people grew up with the Hollywood family where everything was perfect, right? And it happens. And God bless you people. But for some other people out there, it ain't that damn easy, all right? So when we grow up and we come into that path, like I said, you either got to decide whether you want to continue with the person that you are becoming or decide to become the person that you desire to be. Because when you choose the person that you desire to be, you begin to start molding into a different way. And when you become a parent, you start to you start to mold in a different way and you, you start becoming this person you desire that you would want your child to be. Or you would want your daughter say, you know, that old phrase is, you know, your do- like you want your daughter to w- – Sorry. The old phrase is uh, if, if you look at yourself in your mirror, would you be somebody that uh, you would be happy with if your daughter chose somebody like you as a, to, to take out on a date or to go on a date? Right. I don't know. Would I be happy with it? I don't fucking have any idea because I'm not in that situation yet because I'm still on that path of becoming the man that I desire to be. I'm not there yet. I feel like I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. Right. So, Dan, let me ask you a question. Now that, I mean, with with that statement, you're not there yet. Do you do you ever feel like. You will be, I mean, do you ever feel like you will get there? No. Plain and simple, no. And, and let me explain why. Because I think once we become, when, when we feel like we have become the person that we desire to be, we can be we're going to become complacent. We're going to become, we're, we're going to feel like we've made it, we've settled, we've become com- complacent. We're not, com- we can't get that way. Because when you become complacent, you start turning into the guy that you were before. And we're not those mm-hmm. people anymore. That's why yes. we're in the situation. That's why we're where we are today. And we, we have wives, we have homes, we have jobs, we have children on the way. We have the friends that we do. We are the people that we are today. It's because we left that path of becoming, you know, being the person that you're becoming. And we went down the road of the person that you desire to be, right? You know, you speak openly and lovingly about your stepfather and about how how what a wonderful person he could be or how what a wonderful person that he was and the impact that he had in your life to me that is somebody that you desire to be like mm-hmm. absolutely right? without, without so, a doubt if i've i've always said this you know if i if i become half the dad or half the man that uh daryl was um i i think i i will have i will have done a hell of a job 
Right. And that's why I always that's why I say no, because if I ever reach that point of the person that I desire to be, I've become complacent. And the reason why I also say no is because if you don't achieve who you desire to be, but you know that you're on that right path of becoming the guy that you desire to be or the husband or the father that you desire to be, you are still striving forward for greatness. You are still reaching out and becoming better and better and better. And then what really happens is. When when we when we're when we're old and you know wrinkly and we're on our deathbed and, and our time has come, that will be the moment where we decide if we have become the man that we desire to be. Because really, that is really the only time that you can become complacent. Is if you're happy with your life at that moment, great. But I'm not happy yet, so I'm going to keep moving. I'm glad I'm happy with where I am in life, but it doesn't mean I'm happy. I'm I'm done. Like I'm still. I guess I got a lot. We're, we're yeah, that doesn't mean that you'd be happy if it ended now. No, you know, absolutely that, I not. Mean, that's, that's the whole thing. And and you're right. I think that that drive is is what you know. Go, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that drive is what we need to share with with the rest of not just not. not I, I would say humankind, but really as men, I feel like that's the kind of drive that we need to share with each other. You right. know, and you know, don't look at it. Don't look at somebody and say, "Oh, well, you're not doing this right." Look at somebody and say, "Hey." You need a hand, you know, or, or, Hey, I've been through, I've been through a similar situation. Can I tell you what, what I did? Right. And a lot of people, a lot of people just figured shit out on their own growing up, you know? And at some point you just have to, you know, you don't have somebody, you can still call people and be like, Hey, like, man, I got a problem with, you know, uh, you know, something's wrong with the truck. I don't really know what's going on. Do you mind coming and looking at it? Right. But you, but you figure it out, right. You try to figure it out yourself. Let's face it. Nobody wants to turn their damn car into a dealership because it costs way too much damn money. We wanted, we want to figure that stuff out on our own, but not everybody's like that. That's just a mentality. Right. But let me, let me, let me say this real quick. All right. And I I got two things and and then I'll stop. All right. I'm going to end the damn soapbox at that point. Um, would you agree that there's absolutely nothing in life that is guaranteed? Oh, absolutely. There's one thing that is guaranteed in life, and that one thing is death. Okay? You are born, all right? You're born, you breathe, you live, you die. The only thing that is guaranteed in life is death. Everything before that is stuff that you have earned, stuff that you have gone through, all right? So anything good, obviously, you're going to earn it. You work for that, right? So you born, you breathe, you live, you die. All right. The only thing guaranteed in life is death. But the only thing that matters is the timestamp between born and dead. All right. Born and death. That is the only the in between there is the only thing that matters. Okay. So what are you going to do today to make that middle of of those two things have an impact on your life? somebody else's life, your child, child's life. And it's not just go out and, and buy a bunch of nice shit for them. It's what are you going to do for you? Because if you can't take care of yourself, if you put everybody else above you, which it happens, men do it all the time. We put everybody else it, above I us. I do right? it every day. But if we don't take care of ourselves at some point, we're not going to be worth a damn to nobody. And then it won't fucking matter what we do anymore because that time frame in the middle is now completely useless because we didn't do what we needed to do to get shit done. And that starts with ourselves. So we need to make a difference, whether that impact is on ourselves, whether that impact is towards other people, whether that impact is with your children, with your wives, with whatever it is, we need to do the best that we can to have an impact. Whether on, on whatever it is that we do for the rest of our lives, because again, the Absolutely. only thing that matters is that time frame between born and death, 
the living and the dying and that little gap in between. Well, and, and, you know, there's, there's that old saying, you know, you only live once and, and, and that's, I, I feel like that is not true. And I've seen this all over social media. Um, no, no, you, you die once you live every right. day. Right. And, and that's the mentality that I, that I feel like, you know, I, I developed gotten oh, to no. the point. You cut out there for a second. Why do you keep cutting out? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, hold on. Let's see here. As always, technical difficulties. That's kind of what happens when yeah, you use a, that's what happens when you use a Chromebook and a cell phone and you don't make money off of the stuff. You don't really have the extra income to buy new fancy <laughs> equipment. You know, but go on. Um, but no, but no, the, the, the whole thing is, is, you know, I believe that's the mentality that I, I, I ended up developing over the years to become the person that I am today is that you die once you live every day and live every day, live. I mean, whether, whether it be, you know, you do the, that one little thing, um, you, you, you know, I'm not so cynical that I would say never to do this, but you know, it's, it, it has become somewhat dangerous. You know, you, you pull over and change an old man's tire on the side yeah. of the road because they're stuck, yeah. you know, so, you know, something, something like that. Or even something as simple as, you know, um, the place that I work uh, that we have a contract with, they allow pets in their offices. I bring a milk bone every now and then, and I'll give it to a dog. Hell yeah! You know, it's it's you know it 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 makes the owner of that dog's day a little bit little bit better because you know there's good people out there. You know, it's something minor, something major. Do whatever, but live every day. And and you know. It, I know it gets hard. Believe me, I know it gets hard. As I've stated before, I was an addict. I was homeless. Um, I made poor decisions in my in my younger years, and that has that has caused me a lot of heartache, a lot of grief, and and, and a lot of a lot of hard lessons. Um, but you know that one step that you take forward that day is is a step forward. It doesn't matter if it's a, it, it doesn't matter how big the step is. Right. All that matters is that that the step is being taken. Right. And, you know, for all of you out there that may be going, you know, it, it's not that easy. I just can't do that. Well, you can. And if you want to know, you know, why I feel like that or why Brady feels like that, send us a message. Come yeah. come and find us and we'll go ahead and tell you why. OK, we Absolutely. will listen to your story and then we'll tell you why. Um, you know, we're we try to do our so, best. What's that? Uh, I'll tell you though, uh, you you reach out to us. Um, first thing we're going to tell you is it's not going to be easy. Right. Right. And we try to do our best to reach out to people. I mean, you know, we we have a small gathering on Facebook, and a lot of it is friends or some people that you know, random people that have found us and and have been listening. And you know, God bless all of you that have been supporting us. Um, you know, I've been trying to do my best to get more active on Instagram by sharing things, and it's been working. You get people to react. Um, one of the new things that we did, by, this is complete by accident because this is something that I never imagined we would do. Uh, we got on the old Tiki Taki, and um, basically how this started was there's a video that went around from a young man named Cody who um, basically did like a reaction video to uh, a woman asking a question. Um, and I'm going to post a video on the Facebook page so people can see that. 
Um, the young man once basically Cody goes on about, you know, in, in a way does a really, really good job of describing an everyday man in the mental battles that he goes through, especially with somebody who may feel alone. Um, and, you know, I'll let you guys uh, be the judge of the video, but I bring this up because, um, you know, I made this TikTok to go track this guy down and we actually invited him onto the podcast. Uh, he agreed and he's actually going to come on next week to talk to us and we're going to speak to him about this video and we're going to talk to him about where that came from because you know all this shit doesn't just manifest out of our ass it comes from somewhere right and it's trauma or something you're going on through the day all this stuff comes from somewhere right and he's going to come on and he's going to talk to us and i think we're going to have an awesome conversation you know we we've been talking so. to him we've been talking to him he's a real cool dude he's a fun guy um but the reason why i bring that up is you know i made the tiktok to go chase him down and i found myself staying on there and i started scrolling through videos and let me just say to anybody who's out there listening um all y'all out there who are reaching out and asking for help basically uh, through like your TikTok videos and social media and stuff like that, dude, like guys, we see you, like we hear you. All right. We're here for you. Um, and I, I will say, man, it is gut wrenching to see some of the stuff that gets posted, not in a bad way, but what I mean is it's emotional and it's raw and it, it just makes you automatically reach out and be like, yo, like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you come sit down? We'll have a fire and we'll talk type of thing. Right? Like we don't know these people, but it's just that natural reaction because we've been there. We, we know, like, again, we don't even have the same trauma, but we we battle demons together, you know, and together we can battle them, right? Um, and you know, I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to not fall down the rabbit hole when you go through that it stuff. Really is. But we try to reach out, and we say reach out to us, and we may not respond right away or quickly. But I promise you, we'll get back to you. You know, because yes. we work, we got lives and stuff too. But if you need to vent, please, please just reach out to us. Um, and one of the things before we wrap up here, I, I just want to say one thing and then Brady, I'll let you uh, close it out and stuff. Sure. Um, I, I shared something actually on TikTok the other day. Um, and you can, if you guys are ever interested, you can find us. It's just men in your life. That's all it is. It's just men in your life on TikTok. Um, and I shared something and I said, we need to stop holding our emotions hostage. We don't need to be lions 24-7. We need to learn the difference between being a lion and a lamb. Even a lion doesn't – or even a lion isn't a lion like 24-7. You know, he sleeps collectively 20 hours some – you know, 20-some hours a day. That, to me, that's the act of being the lamb. He's resting, right? Because if he's a lion all the time, he's not going to be worth a damn to his pride if he's burnt out, Right. What needs to, what happens is the lion will release the lion when the situation presents the need for it. We need to learn when to be the lion and when to be the lamb. While becoming the lamb, we'll learn to let our emotions free. We will we will recognize the mental comprehension that it takes to reset. And it's the mental rehabilitation 
that will help us reset our mind. We need to be okay with letting things out. If anybody has ever told you that men don't cry, hit them with this. Jesus wept when Lazarus died. Does that make him less of a man? No. It just makes him human. No, that's, I mean, that's, uh, uh, I mean, sure, I have to follow that, huh? Um, <laughs> no, that's, honestly, that's, I mean, every, everything said in there is true. You know, you, there's, there is a, uh, a balancing of, you know, to use your, your analogies, uh, lion and lamb. Um, I'd like to just reiterate in closing on my side that, um, with everything going on in the world today, it's, I believe, more important than ever for us, us men. You know, I, I, I mean, there, we, we seem to be, you know, swept under the rug here and there in society right now. And let me tell you something, us as men, we need to come together. We need to go to battle with each other, not against each other, not not battling. You know, this isn't a face to face battle with each other. This is a back to back battle with the, with the demons in, in the world, the demons in our lives. And I believe the sooner that we can get to that point, um, I, I believe the sooner this world can heal. And I realize that uh, how that may sound. And honestly, I don't care. You know, this the, the we we as as a community of men have gone through so many different things. Each individual person has gone through so many different things. Believe me when I tell you that even if, as Dan says so eloquently, even if we haven't experienced the same trauma, we've battled demons. Let's battle them together. Let's band together. Let's face them head on. And please reach out. I'll battle your demons with you. I'm right there with you. I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you, back to back with you, and we'll we'll get this done. But let's let's no longer hide who we are anymore. Let's no longer be the stereotypical man that society or your father or whatever your significant other or whatever assumes that they want you to be. No. No, you are you. And there's nothing wrong with you being you. So let's come together. Let's be ourselves with each other. Let's, you know, let's sit down and have a fireside chat. That's some of the most honest conversations I've ever had in my life. And I love to go camping. So let's do it. Right? It's one of those things that, you know, it's easier said than done. But right? come on. Come on, guys. So let's let's let come me, together. Uh, let, me, let me just leave you with this. Do not stand in front of me because I will not follow. Do not stand behind me because I will not lead. Stand beside me as brothers and we will charge into battle together. It is okay to not be okay. We do not stay there, okay? However long it takes, whatever, however long it takes for us to get through stuff, but it is, we will not stay there. All right, we need to make that a, a declaration in our lives to understand that it is okay to not be okay, but we will not stay there. 
This has been another episode of Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. I am Dan. I'm Brady. And I hope everybody has a blessed weekend, has a blessed day. And just remember, if you need anything, please reach out to us.